0: Arbitrage podcast episode 187 I am Eric Berger joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zanetsky hello sir hi I definitely started this just to catch off guard
1: no that's all right perfect I think I wonder if the sun during sunset shines into your refrigerator and that's why all these bottles are skunked could be does this porter taste awful
0: I know when we have the Heineken in there and we leave it in the box it survives really well yeah I think
1: I think I might are you cool if I ditch this and get something that isn't skunked. I'll just, just drink, drink
0: it. one of your beers. It's fine.
1: My beer's That's warm. why you brought beer. It's still warm. I'll enjoy this. Because if, if I As soon as we get more, more farm,
0: patrons mm-hmm. on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage, We can
1: tent a refrigerator door. You guys can buy all
0: our beer. Ryan beer instead of me. Well, Head I, it over to com forward slash Carbitrage.
1: I was really excited for my short pants, but it's still warm. Oh, yeah, oh, they were chill. That's a bummer. No, they weren't. I had them next to my computer because I didn't want to put them in my refrigerator I
0: The solution is always take the worst beer in the fridge, which will always be perfect.
1: That's true. Well, here that, I am. that's
0: how I go, rocking like a hurricane. Anyway, I'm drinking a Coors Banquet.
1: There I'm, it is. I'm drinking what was once a great northern porter by Summit. Actually, to be fair, it's a Summit, so this could just be normal.
0: I mean they're unique. I don't remember being offended by drinking one, so it's possible it's turned a bit.
1: Most things that
0: that Summit makes offend me. I'm well aware. Yeah, they're they're one of my least favorite breweries. Yeah, but they're the like they're, they're Minnesota OG since we don't have Rock Bottom anymore.
1: I guess, but I mean like just cuz it's old doesn't mean it's good. It's
0: just like yeah, just cuz it's rare doesn't mean it's valuable. Just cuz it's rare doesn't mean it's valuable. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, yeah, pretty much. Anyway, I'll hop right into topics. I'll um, enjoy
1: my Oldsmobile Trofeo.
0: So remember in the world of 2020, before the coronavirus pandemic was yeah, really known
1: to us? The whole month we had.
0: We had two months, pretty much. January, February.
1: We had a month where we were worried about going to war with Iran. And then we had a February, which is anxiety about China having COVID. And then March happened.
0: Okay, so my my <laughs> recollection of the thing was a little bit different, I guess. So in the end of... Yeah, I,
1: I bet you totally forgot about the fact we almost went to war with Iran before COVID.
0: Yeah, I didn't care because I don't <laughs> look at the news. Uh, at the end of January into the beginning of February, I was down in Austin, Texas for Fully Charged Live. Yes, I, do I remember that. I saw a Rivian R1S and an R1T in the flesh. I'm like, that is super cool. Their motors are awesome. Their tech's awesome. Their build quality is very conscious and very good. However, even though they have, a, they have a factory, they have patents, they have all this technology, they're ready to make their stuff, they're not actually building these things yet. Why? I think I have an answer for this, and that is because their first 100,000 vehicles are going to be vans.
1: That's very cool. I like vans. It's, it's
0: a happy looking van, and uh, unfortunately. I like vans, and
1: I like being happy. It's
0: going to be for Amazon. That's fine. They're, they're branded as such but rivian look how, oh, happy how cute that is. is i
1: want that i'm so excited for five years from now when those are all retired from fleet so i can buy one
0: I, I, it had a better like front picture I, but oh it's like a honda urban ev you it really love is to a Sprinter. Yes,
1: that's exactly it's what it so is so
0: adorable i look forward to the amazon I'm, prime people running down my don't turn around sign as they're turning around in my driveway i'm just so
1: excited for this van. adorable van
0: how can you be mad when something like that turns up to deliver your shit this you is wonderful need? I so love this so 100,000 of these have been ordered by Amazon.
1: Perfect. That means there's a very reasonable likelihood I will actually buy one of these one day. Perfect.
0: They have a 150-mile range, which means roughly 115 kilowatt hours of battery. Tremendous. That Tremendous. would be
1: perfect for living in the inner city. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just leave it plugged in and live in it with all this cargo space. Mm.
1: Dude, I'm going to just paint a wizard on it and a an ethereal goat and some lady with her boobs out. Perfect. On the side, that's I awesome. mean, that—that
0: that is a mural. It is rectangular. It is
1: perfect for van murals. That is great. It
0: has Amazon branded center caps.
1: It has. Um, like, half-covered wheel arches, like on a uh, bubble caprice. Very oh, cool. Oh, it does
0: have skirted rear wheels. Yes. Oh, very yeah. Very cool.
1: This is a great van.
0: It's a B-body van.
1: I'm excited to get this and ruin it by lowering it.
0: But, like, you know it's going to be good, too, because I'm sure it'll have the same motor package as the R1T and the R1S, which is awesome. Yes. It's probably going to be offered in all-wheel drive for climates like us. Maybe not, though. Um,
1: And by the time I can afford one, I'll probably be able to get some, like, really cheap, like, new Tesla battery packs where they do the high amperage whatever thing they're doing now
0: upgrade the cells or whatever yeah the upgraded cell thing oh it's gonna be so sweet but like this is it's just look look how happy i'm
1: excited for this vehicle this is so great also it's
0: just out there doing a good job
1: this is more proof that cars with larger upright windscreens are just better Mm -hmm. because they're so adorable
0: you know the visibility, and that's going to be epic. Well,
1: it's going to be amazing looking forward. Terrible in the rear, but look amazing looking forward. I'll have a
0: camera on the back.
1: That's fine. But, I mean, I love that. I'm going to get this, and I'm going to get like a Corona and like a Model 3 and a Toyota Publica and just have cars with ridiculously sized like windshields. Mm-hmm. I'm so my excited.
0: <laughs> pedestrians that you're running down can see everything on your dash.
1: Oh, the whole thing, all of it, my cat and everything um it'd be so
0: cute if there was a cat
1: it Ah! would be great i'm so Ah! excited now speaking of things that we can drive we have a challenge yes we do our challenge today is it's getting about that time of the year that we start thinking about winter turds
0: yeah i've already been like i've been sketching down on paper where i need to keep various cars to fit everything inside yeah and uh I'm one, I'm one space short, so I'm really digging through to try to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. For which car? Blubski. Mm. Because I'm losing Stillwater essentially this year because they're selling it in February. Hmm. So I think I'm well, going to put it in my home garage and then I'm going to have to deal with the LSB, which I'll probably just end up keeping here in the lift. LSB? That car.
1: Oh, you're going to stack a second blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good decision. I have too many M3s. So. Yeah, you have to go by color. Yeah. I understand that. You could just say E46. Uh, LSB is easier for me. It's your only E46.
0: Yeah, but LSB is three syllables, and E46 is four.
1: Well, yeah, but then we say LSB, I think of LSP, which is Lumpy Space Princess from Adventure Time. I'm
0: actually totally fine with that.
1: Okay. It is blue, like Lumpy that Space car Princess. is
0: the Lumpy Space Princess. We
1: should uh, get a big, like, gold star to put on it somewhere. Just like Lumpy Sp- we, Space we Princess. Do that, though. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Winter Turds. Mm-hmm. I, when I buy a winter car, usually buy something that I'm going to sell later. Something I get a screaming deal on. Sure. I'm going to enjoy it for winter and then sell it just like I did with my MR2 and my other things.
0: Yeah, but you regretted selling that car deeply.
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> um, still do. But I've got room for another regret, and here we are. So I'm keeping it below $3,000 mm-hmm. because that's you know, reasonable. You, know, you can get a decent car. You're not going to care about it. Anything over $3,000, you start getting to a point where you're actually going to care about the car. And you're not going to want to drive it in winter, right? Right. So $3,000 or less. Um, my choice is a Renault GTA.
0: Did you realize that this was listed two years ago in Hopkins, Minnesota, and they never took down the ad? No. Okay.
1: But here we are. It's a,
0: it might still be available. It probably is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a 1987 uh, Renault uh, GTA. I think they called it a Renault.
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah, they totally misspelled it. Ren R E N U E L D. Wow, that's amazing. Ren-old.
1: It's a Renault uh, GTA, and <laughs> it's basically a hardtop Alliance. And what's very cool about this, if it is still available, it's run wheel drive, which is fine. Kind of looks like an E30. It does. Um, I, I it looks a lot like an E30. <laughs> when I pulled up this
0: really tiny picture, which screw you, Marketplace. I'm like, oh, it's an E. Oh, oh.
1: no, no it's not an E30. It just looks hmm. like an E30. Uh, it's a kind of a, It's a pretty cool car. Uh, very, very massive reliability issues. Oh it. yes, yeah. Huge fit and finish, build quality, everything issues. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I work from home. The grocery store is literally a block away from me, and the Target is a block and a half away from me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think I'm gonna be affected if it breaks down. I
0: was gonna say running some of the time will work for you.
1: Yes, that works. Yeah, if it, it's one of those things. If I was driving from St. Louis Park to Good Karma, like it was last year, and like I had to drive a car every day, I don't know about that. But for this one, I'm gonna drive a car maybe once a week, if it lets you. If it lets me. If it lets. And you. then I can also move those trips around for when the car feels like running. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> And it's a Renault GTA, so no, going to steal it. Well, so it's a GTA, I, can just, I think
0: the GTA... It doesn't matter. ...was a soft top version. Well,
1: no, G, no, that was the Alliance. Oh, you're right. I don't know what the difference is, nor do I care. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's good. Um, it's, it's an 80s Renault. It, it, it might run.
0: No, it's an 80s Renault. 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 Um,
1: but, yeah, so with this car,
0: <laughs> if it,
1: if it starts up and it runs and I'm afraid of it not starting back up, I can just keep it running in the Target parking lot because nobody's going to steal it.
0: You're trusting a French cooling system from the 1980s?
1: No, not at all. But but it's I, winter,
0: I guess, so maybe it'll be okay.
1: Yeah, it might be. air cool you know, Sometimes. Weld some fins onto the... Bitchin'. I literally want that car. Trans Am. 350 GTA. Yeah, great. In the color I want. Oh, my God, the thing is so fucking rad. Oh, oh I would... I would cut my hair into a mullet and have a mustache and pit vipers if I had that. 1987
0: Motor Week just drove by. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited.
1: Ryan's very happy. I'm so happy. Uh, Literally, so, it's my dream F-body. We've
0: got this Reynolds posted two years ago, which might still be available.
1: I, I, I assume it is because nobody wants it.
0: Did that actually say that it ran? Uh, yes, it did. Oh, nice. I actually
1: did read that. I didn't
0: read the date. Okay.
1: Because uh, I posted that at like 2 o'clock in the morning.
0: No worries. I'm going to click on mine again because I clicked on it the first time and it immediately hijacked me into an ad. Perfect. I made an even worse decision, which is a... Oh, is that a V12? An all-there 1983 Jaguar XJS (laughs) for $2,800. Is it a V12? It is.
1: Oh, man. It's all there in those vouts. It's
0: actually in pretty good shape.
1: I wonder if it runs, though. Does it run?
0: He said it turns over, but it doesn't run. So... So it needs a mega Squirt real bad. It needs a mega squirt. But these are turbo three fifties and the five point three, so
1: worst if you case put se- mega
0: squirt on it, it'll run. Also and worst the case. Drives.
1: Worst case scenario if the V twelve is grenade, you just put in literally any van engine yep. ever and you're fine. But like it looks pretty
0: okay. And it's it's twenty eight hundred dollars or best offer and listed you, sixteen weeks ago.
1: You will absolutely look like a hero. If you were driving that on a regular basis in, in the winter. winter, yeah, because <laughs> I actually uh, wrote in when I was selling Subarus, I actually wrote an article from Randy's blog uh, about, about Victory and Rosita. Yeah, about a XJ12 that I saw on the highway oh, in the yeah, man, middle of winter. <laughs> my this man's my hero. Like in the middle of winter when I'm all depressed, I saw a beautiful machine. It is
0: terrible and beautiful. They're not bad if you bypass all of the
1: factory electronics. Yeah, seriously, you have to re- re- literally have to rewire the entire. But car. the mechanicals are good. Except for the cylinder head issue.
0: Yeah, that wasn't I mean they've really I mean this engine had been around for like 8 years at this time.
1: If you overheat it once, yeah. the valve seats literally fall out of the cylinder yeah, head. Yeah, it's
0: like a Pentastar Grand Chair. um what's the van? Grand Caravan.
1: Same yeah. Thing. So the valve seats literally fall out of the cylinder and head. Fine. And you smash all the valves. That's
0: fine. It says it turns over. It means it hasn't happened yet.
1: Yes, yet. You're right.
0: Pull the thermostat out. You're good.
1: Also, yeah, like it's not like you've. It's not like you're screwed. It's not like you don't have a hundred disposable cars. You can just drive the. Put three a small five block five. in, like you said. So yeah, put take the three to five to work for a few days so while you're doing that. It's a good one, I, I won't be doing that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but twenty eight hundred is way too high. But.
1: No, See, you the can the
0: tires on that look like that car has been sitting for like thirty years.
1: You could show up to that man's life with eight hundred dollars in your pocket and he'll probably let you take it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: yeah. Sixteen weeks ago, what's that? Four months?
1: That that will give you enough time to sort it out before winter too, I think.
0: Just throw a carburetor on it. Done.
1: A carburetor. single
0: carburetor. A single carburetor. Like a Solex sixteen or something. <laughs> no. And it's just screaming at idle. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're on the shore of lake superior with an open coke bottle like
1: one solitary stromberg carburetor <laughs> yep there <clears throat> is a train coming by look there he goes
0: i still do the <laughs> blow your horn motion to the pickup trucks with it the squeaky was a, wheels it
1: was the pickup truck with squeaky wheels i was inspecting the railroad <laughs>
0: I miss trains. I hope they come back soon. The yeah, world's I mean, slowly returning to normal. Every time I I uh, patronize a facility, they get gradually more relaxed and open.
1: What well, is the return to normal? But it's like
0: while we're having the highest number of exposures ever.
1: Yeah, well, pretty like smart. I really I I think it's you know it, it's really like August 1929. It feels like. Stock market crash? Right before it. Ah, cool. A few months Like, if you ever wanted to be, like, alive, is you want to be about 27 in August 1929 and die in a horrific car accident in September 1929. And then you're good.
0: What was the cryptocurrency of 1929?
1: Stocks. (laughs) 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 And that's what everybody had, and they all lost their shirts. So that's my thing. Just,
0: if you time travel... To so you're saying it's a really good time to buy an XJS that doesn't run.
1: Yes, it's a tremendous <laughs> time. It's basically going to be like having a Duesenberg and drunk driving in August 1929. It's, it was probably legal in 29. Yeah, it wasn't illegal. Oh my god, I forgot to add all of my topics.
0: Oh, that's fine. I got one more while I do this, which is Smashing. not Remember. going to take long. <laughs> Um, uh, so, this morning, I actually got called from Bill Gustafson, you know him.
1: Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm from my school. called me,
0: I was groggy as shit in my bed at like 8.30 Why in the morning. Why did he
1: call you? I
0: have no clue. Usually when people call me, it's an emergency, so I answer my phone. What the hell? He's like, hey bud, you wanna, my friend and I just bought an E92 M3, are gonna go river road driving, you wanna come with? I'm like, yeah, actually, that sounds like a good time, I'm like, I gotta be back by like 11.30 to Chanhassen, but I'll come with you guys, so I met up with them down uh, at Prescott, and I led them through a couple of the letter roads, and we did about 100 miles of river road driving. That
1: actually sounds like a great morning drive. It was lovely. And what kind of car did you
0: get? I had the 850, because and I thought Drive Cartel's meet was yesterday, and it turns out it's this coming Friday. They, so have, a, they have a meet? Happening? It's a mini, mini meet, yeah. Oh. It was on Facebook. Uh, I, I didn't look. thought it was yesterday, but it wasn't. So I had the 850 at my house. I'm like, well, I'll just drive this uh that car is really great the steering box is starting to get a little bit of play on center but other than that it's it's fun like all
1: 90s cars have steering
0: i thought so until i bought the e39 m5 and that thing is just tight as a drum so i think the box is wearing out in the 850 but i digress that car is amazing i've had it forever it turns out to be really reliable um, but I have an agreed value insurance policy on it, and I unfortunately, every time I go and bring a trailer and I see a car similar to mine selling for substantially more than I have my car insured for, realize that I have to update my policies and premiums You're every right year, <laughs> which means I'm going to end up paying more in insurance every year, which I don't really like, but this no frills, 93 850i 6-speed, black on black, so... Okay, but certainly not inspired. Factory, non-lightweight wheels, very low option car, but 37,000 miles, sold for 41 grand. Jesus This is not a CSI. This is a a regular 856 speed.
1: I remember seeing this when it was live and I just didn't look.
0: I'm just like, I followed it because it's so similar to my car, but I'm like, I really thought this was going to go for like 31 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these cars in really great condition. I still don't know if mine is worth even 31. But 103,000 miles is basically ruined, you know. Yeah. But all the mods I've done on my car are you know, OEM or the stuff that this thing has had done to it. And it's,
1: I think, in my honestly, opinion, the
0: best color combination. So. Your
1: car, you could probably pull that for. Because that's the thing is, like, you. while your car um, isn't low mile... It's got a lot going for it. A lot of people like drivers. A lot of people like cars Mm -hmm. that are sorted out. So I've actually seen, on some of my listings, I've (laughs) had cars... I've actually had higher mile cars that have complete service records sell for way more than super low mile cars. Yeah. Because people buy them to enjoy them. Like, I had a Miata. It was super weird. Like, it was a red one. It was repainted red. Mm -hmm. had a black racing stripe and a cargo cover. And, like, the selling dealer decided they wanted to rattle can spray paint the entire undercarriage. But like it had like decent service records to it, it sold for seventy eight hundred dollars. Holy shit! Like that—that's that, like good Miata money. <laughs> like, and, yeah. And, and this is like, I saw this car. I was I writing was it. And I was like watching that how the seller was interacting. I'm like, this guy's having a rough time. And the car was like seriously like it was it was stalled at three grand, up until the last two minutes. Well, yeah. In the last two minutes, took forty five minutes. Kind of how that happens. And though. but that's the thing is like it's one of those cars where, as soon as people like saw that the car was good driver car it sold for more than everything and then at the same time i also had a um british racing green M edition that was selling because that's literally how many miatas we have we sell like four of them at a time um <laughs> i had a british racing green M edition that i had also written and that actually sold for less money and it had that's more original i'm guessing right it had, like, I think 20,000 miles, like 24,000 miles, as opposed to, like, 81, hmm. and it had minimal uh, service records, but it was, like, perfectly, it was the most desirable one, the BBS wheels and yep. everything, the right color. Like, 94 or whatever. Yeah, and so, yeah, it was just one of those things where it was just, like, if you get a driver's car, it'll actually sell for more than non-driver's cars
0: the first time i clicked on this link i scrolled down to the last of the featured photos where it's yeah. on the lift this has kumo Extra asx tires on it these were discontinued 12 years yes, ago. yes they were <laughs> yeah so this car has not been driven and to your point people probably know that and know that this car is going to need a lot of tlc in the near future if they're planning to drive it yeah whereas i put uh, 200 miles on mine today so you know it's going to be like,
1: like a good driving car. Right? Yeah,
0: like everything it needs has been done to it. Like I can't let these things wither on the vine.
1: And I think that that's a um, that that kind of is just like a really good thing. Is like if you have a car, it's like mm-hmm. I think if you if you were and so brand trailer, we note mileage if your car is under fifty thousand miles. Like if you're at fifty one thousand miles, we're not noting it. But mm-hmm. if you're under fifty, I think if your car has fifty one thousand miles or more, mm-hmm. enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. take it out and drive it. Well, it depends get, on the car, but Get yeah. your service done on it. Do all that. But, I mean, th- that's the thing. Is like, it, with a lot of these cars, like... I
0: it'd... think it should be under 60 is when you guys do the cutoff. It's for me, yeah. there's really like four groups of mileage. There's 13 and under. Yeah. There's 37 and under to over 15. And then there's 60 and under. Because there's... and the, God damn it. The kind of stuff that I shop for, those are the mileage ranges that matter. Yeah. And then over 100, a little bit, but not really.
1: I think you know. There's another thing like, on am sure I think we should also note cars have ridiculous mileage. Yeah, like
0: 438 mile E36 M3.
1: Yeah, like that would be perfect. I would totally note that. That'd be hilarious. It'd be great. <laughs>
0: like, the person's
1: probably proud of it. Like, look how
0: nice this car is. Yeah, like, well, it looks like Matt Farah's
1: um, million DLS. mile Lexus. Yeah, like that would be a car that you would sell for. Like, you would sell based off the ridiculous mileage. Um, but like, also like I had actually a LS 400, a 5,400 mile car, mm-hmm. uh, 5,400 mile LS 400, literally the most reliable car. That car will outlive whoever buys that car. Oh yeah. Even if they're like 16 years old and buying this as their first car, mm-hmm. uh, this will outlive them. So <laughs> th- this, that's the thing is like, uh, I think there's like actually a point in which the mileage of a car like, is just like irrelevant yeah, and where I think like just like dude, just enjoy the car like this LS four hundred, like fifty four hundred miles, the mileage didn't the car sold for twenty two five.
0: That seems pretty reasonable for a brand new LS.
1: And that's the thing is like the mileage didn't affect that car at all. Like what the reason it sold for twenty two five is that it was like probably like the world's cleanest like first generation LS four hundred. It's the very last year, the last full model year I should say, of the first generation. LS400 before when they still had the large um when they still had the large um uh connecting rods.
0: Okay. I was going to yeah. say I, yeah, I know the 400 carried on into the second gen, right before they did the 430.
1: Yes. Or, so they they had technically yeah. their the first and second gen LS400 were almost identical. But the second gen had a lot of like quality of life improvements right the late 90s Ah. because the first gen was like very much so a car designed in 1989 Mm. like it felt like it but like the second gen is like this car is obviously designed in 1995 Mm. so if you know what i I mean like i I, I actually do everything looks the Mm. same but it's just like the touch of the buttons is different what the things do the cd player exists things like that
0: it's, it's unfortunately Lexus having set the, bear, or the bar so high in 89 and then the world evolving around the first gen LS. Seriously, then they that's had to literally what themselves.
1: they had to do. And yeah. they just didn't change anything. They just made the car better. And then they made it, the engine a little bit cheaper, but still plenty good. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's just like when BMW made the first dual overhead cam straight six. They put, like, these the mammoth rods that nobody could ever break. They put 9 millimeter valve stems in these things. Dual valve spring. Like, everything was just ridiculous. The next year... Single conical valve springs, smaller force yeah. connecting rods, and like it didn't matter.
1: No, it's still super reliable.
0: Like they still made, you could still make 600 horse on a stock short block with the with the shittier.
1: Ooh, ooh, look at this! What a guy. But it's um, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where, like, when you have a car that's like that, you're not gonna sell it based off the mileage. You're gonna sell it no. based off the fact that, that that super low mileage makes a car super duper clean and that's what really matters about the car well it
0: does but like that kind of mileage is really only desirable it really is only desirable for a collector on a collector vehicle and like an ls 400 is an amazing car
1: i think what's what's difficult with this car is like every second you have it you're because you're not going to really devalue depreciate it but you have to sit there and you're feel guilty by by just using it you know
0: what I would do if I bought that car is I would find somebody that drives for a living and I would give them that car and promise to pay for all of the maintenance yes. on it. Yes. I and think it's like, actually a really good decision. Turn this car into a million mile Lexus. I want to see what happens.
1: I, You know what? I think I would actually do that. I'd, ma- I'd make that into a company car and be like, this car is solely used for not using airplanes. Actually, you know what? If you are a reporter or somebody or an automotive journalist or... My editor from Japanese nostalgia cars wife, where she has to commute from Los Angeles to New York for large. Oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, she should buy this car.
0: Does she drive that drive? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I would quit so fast. the cushiest got... job in the world. No, thank you.
1: She, she, she makes she makes enough money for it to be okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say that I'm not going to get into it. I believe you because the people that commute in airplanes <laughs> yes. need oh, no. to make that kind of money. It's, it's a commute, so. Um, but yeah, uh, and so this would be a perfect car for somebody like that. Like if you're, that's if, what I would do. Like the world already has
0: the time capsule LSs in museums. Yeah, like This car exist. doesn't need to survive.
1: This car needs to be used. And I think it would actually be super interesting to say, you know what? Document the whole thing. I bought this car at 5,400 miles, and I'm going to put four more digits in front of it like and this was is like perfect. Ferris
0: car, he bought it with like 932. Yeah, he I'm just like I like, don't know to, anything he about had, it. he
1: had to tip it over the hill. Yeah. Like this one you can actually do, like, a scientific study of what it takes to actually have an LS400 and you know what you could do, mm-hmm. the best part would be <laughs> let's try to maintain the condition. Yeah. Like that's what I would Make do. It,
0: keep it that but highway miles it'd be easy.
1: Yeah, I would totally try to maintain the condition and be like this car is Perfect all the way down. Clear bra the entire thing. (laughs) Literally the whole car is a clear bra. The whole (laughs) car.
0: Yeah. Including the wheels. (laughs) Yes. Like clear bra everything. Clear bra the (laughs) alternator so the power steering pump leaking onto
1: it won't destroy it. Yes. And bring it in for your oil changes at 3,000 miles. Yeah. Bring it in. Don't do it yourself. Bring it in because... Paperwork. Paperwork A. And some boob actually has to look over the car and try to get some work out of it. And that's a thing. Is like
0: that's true because they're gonna try to upsell you no matter what you do, and
1: that's a beautiful thing because yeah. that allows you to see Tells everything you, that's mm-hmm. wrong with the car. So it's like the
0: time I took my X5 to Eurotech for some coding, and they're like, "It needs nine grand in parts." I'm like,
1: "I bet it does," but anyway, no, I just changed out <laughs> with that. Um, so yeah, the uh, I think this would be a perfect car to actually just like put ridiculous miles on because you could totally do this, and
0: I think Matt Farah's Lexus would have been far more interesting had it been a lower mile car when he started.
1: And trust me. We're not saying that's not an interesting car. No, it's a great car. super interesting. But it would be even better if this was the car.
0: (laughs) And what he had to spend (laughs) to get it over that amount of mileage was impressive. But the previous owners didn't care as much, clearly.
1: Yeah, and this car. So what's actually beautiful about this is this um, LS400, on top of being super low miles, was actually owned originally by an engineer who designed the car. Oh, for Pete's sake so the car's like super cool already <laughs> and it has some provenance yeah, it's got some provenance so yeah make this a million mile lexus on top of it just add that to it's like list of accolades already the most interesting first
0: gen ls in the yeah, world is this, the one with the most miles yes
1: on it. that's what you do you get this as high as it can go you clear that odometer twice
0: well it, you can't I know it jams at 99999 yes it does <laughs> okay but now we know yeah. you Matt Farrow yeah
1: you found that out <laughs>
0: <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that's, I'm going to have to reevaluate. I don't know what I'm going to change the valuation on my 852 next year, but I think I have it at 27 right now, and Ooh, I think that's, that's really too low. low. I go... Probably do, like, 32. As I say,
1: 32... Originally I originally was going to say 35, but, yeah, 32 is right in the nuts. So, 35 to 32 somewhere in there.
0: If I had it detailed, it's a $35,000 car, but the way I live in that thing when I drive it, 32.
1: You could make it a $35,000 car Easily. with, with $1,000. Probably less. Well, I'm I'm being liberal, so you can budget for it. It would
0: be a, a pair of front tires and a really really deep clean.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like you just leave it with Hip for like a week, and then you <laughs> and then you, you get tires, and that's it. And Hip's just like, I want your car now. Yeah, well, and th- then Hip will get a 8:40 like, <laughs> oh no, drift car. <laughs> that would be interesting. Actually, no, it, knowing Hip, he'd probably get a right-hand drive 8:30 or 8:50 CSI. And no,
0: no, nah, nah, he's got to get a right hand drive 830i five speed and does, then LS.
1: D- was that, did that exist? Did they make a six cylinder?
0: No, Perfect. V8, three liter V8.
1: Weird. Yes. In
0: the 90s, BMW's three O's were V8s.
1: Okay, yes. Hip would do that. He would totally do that. And Brian would import it. He'd be like, I don't know why you want this. And Hip's right, like, right, I don't know either. Three-liter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought about, okay, so I, we probably didn't talk about this, but oh, briefly. So storage for Blobski is a problem this year. Yes, it is. Um, I told Scott, I will store it at my house this winter, but in the spring, you either need to list it somewhere and sell it or sign the title to me and I will do something else with it. So in the spring, I don't know which way he'll go. He'll probably just sign the car over to me. But I'm not leaving that engine in there if I get the car. I'm putting something else in it. Okay. So my choice is, like, okay, do I... I'm putting something I know. I know how it works, how I can power it, how I can fire it up. I know it has a manual available. So I'm like, well, do I put a mid-90s BMW V8 with a manual in it before the V8's got shitty? Do I S54 swap it? Do I put an N54 in it? Do I... It needs to have a V8. So I guess it would have to be the BMW V8. Yeah, do the BMW
1: V8. What are you so, gonna do with the M117?
0: Sell it, hopefully, to somebody that wants to ruin their 115 with an automatic.
1: Or improve their, eight, their 560 SCC with correct fuel injection.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, if you put that EFI setup onto a 126, it would make
1: m- more power. I would actually be very excited to own a 126 with that engine. That would be very good.
0: <clears throat> I mean, that engine is from a really, really bad 126, but I bought it so long ago, it didn't matter.
1: Yeah, it really didn't matter.
0: After I pulled like the valve covers and the pan off, I'm like, this is really clean. This did not have many <laughs> miles on it. Like whoever rattle canned that thing two tone. I remember the that blue is one of paint. <clears throat>
1: literally that 126 looked like the Nigerian princes. 126, like the dude that sends you emails. That's what he drives.
0: It was so bad. So and it was such a clean one. <laughs> you could tell like there's no <laughs> the, rust on the entire car. Oh yeah,
1: it's just it was owned by a complete chode. Oh. Just <laughs> somebody with no taste owned it, and ruined it.
0: And it was it was less than 20 years old when I bought it too oh my god i bought it in 06 i think it feels weird yeah right feels really weird yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't like that at all it ran
0: really well like the interior was all destroyed like i drove it home in the winter the steering box had more play in it than a moon so i'm like just like shuffling the wheel like two locks over just try to like steer it down the road the heated seats worked but nothing else (laughs) and it's like oh okay uh okay it was really bad that car I was so screwed.
1: I would honestly, I think um, that'd be a perfect. At least if, if you sell that engine, keep the fuel injection system, and just sell the long block. No way. Damn it. I would,
0: I would. I'm like, I'll have the files to like do it again. Perfect.
1: Yes, as long as you have the files, that's all I want. Because what I, I want to do, I don't have money for it right now. Is I want to make a Koenig Specials clone because they sell the mm-hmm. body kits. I want to get a bit of, like I want to get a 126. That's a bit shit. Like the body's good, but like. You know,
0: Get like a really high miles SD, like a 350 SD that like. That'd be the, hilarious. Well, like that if if it still has the original engine, it will break at some point because all the 350s did, and then you'll just have a nice 126 chassis.
1: Yes, but so what I would want to do, well, I want to get to the SEC because cocaine mobile, um, and so what I want to do is you get one that just like has like catastrophic CIS issues, but everything else oh, is good. Oh, all of them? Yeah. So, but everything else is good, and that will totally get you into like a four grand car. Like easily. For one that's super clean with CIS issues that just hasn't been cared for properly.
0: Yeah, especially if it's like a the kind of car that somebody doesn't look for. No. Like a gray market eighty five five hundred SEC. Yeah.
1: And with with fuel injection issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just pull off all of the fuel injection, and then that was you... one of the
0: most satisfying things I ever did to that engine.
1: It was very nice to it be in that when it didn't have that that fuel injection.
0: Like I've built this, and it's considerably better.
1: It really was. Like that that engine is so much better; It just tears apart transmissions.
0: It does. It makes a lot of power.
1: <laughs> well, you also you're running it off. Aren't you running off the original diesel transmission though?
0: Nope. No, it's 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 been through. I mean, the, the 420 and the 560 had the same trans, but okay. it's a 722, 350,
1: so... I'm surprised that that transmission can't hold that. So I wonder how...
0: They're 126V trannies.
1: I'm wondering, because Koenig Specials back in the 80s actually made, like, bananas power on those cars. Like, you get, like, 600 horsepower on them.
0: Well, I mean, the 4-cam cars, the hammers and stuff, use yeah. the same transmission.
1: So how they did don't They don't like revs. How did they... They don't like revs. It's not like spinning quickly? No.
0: Weird. But burnouts necessitate spinning quickly, and that card does great burnouts.
1: That's just so odd. It's just like my every... coworker speculates I if, like...
0: that the flex plate is bad. I'm like, well, I have a spare one because I have another 117 in my garage, which I've never
1: used. Why don't you just replace the, the flex plate next to me? You I'm train. gonna. Huh. You Yeah, I have to.
0: Uh, well, yeah, he's like, maybe it's cracked. I'm like, I had a cracked flex plate on my Chevy one time, and it kept destroying pumps. I'm like, oh, that's what this car is doing.
1: Yeah, it could be a f- cracked flex plate. Hmm. That would maybe, make sense. Maybe you'll replace the flex plate, and then you'll just have like a super reliable car. Like, I, I don't, don't think I want it the way it is, though. I, I don't really, I really like that car the way it is. It's so perfect. It's so it shitty, shoots. but the internet will
0: be so angry
1: if we get rid of it. <laughs> you really have to keep it that way. I'm sorry, there's other 240Ds in the world. <laughs>
0: I will say with confidence this is the only M117 powered 115
1: in the world. Seriously, you have to keep it that way. You have to get another car and Blubski has to stay as it is. Oh, it's such like like
0: I'm one of the few people obviously that understands that car. But, but
1: That's the thing is like you've made a hot rod using just Mercedes parts. Which is the most hilarious thing? Like all the way down to the exhaust and an AMG exhaust. That car, it's is got, just
0: an early sixty-three AMG. That's all. It that's
1: is. all you've made is you've just made a very early. <laughs> but it's a
0: mule, so like none of the cooling is sorted out. None <laughs> yeah, of the issues great. have been solved yet. I love yet. it. Like this,
1: is the, that's the way it should be. Like, I should
0: wrap it with like some eighties-looking Mercedes-Benz development car graphics.
1: They, you should uh, look up their seventies. their like late seventies S car that they made. But like they made so after the big red pig, actually you should make that a little red, red pig.
0: No, there's already a, a guy local with oh, that lame. small block, small, yeah, oh. wide body one.
1: Yeah, that, but that's the wide body one. Yours is a narrow body and way <laughs> smaller.
0: I know that's like a mother's love, but I so much prefer Blubsky to that car.
1: That's fair. Well, I I prefer Blubsky to a lot of things. Well, because it's
0: because Blubsky has a Mercedes engine in it,
1: and Blubsky's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so shitty. It's you amazing. went you went through so much effort to do what just an LS would do
0: not even the engine's not as good <laughs>
1: no it's just
0: not like you could like a stock ls with headers and an intake makes more power than this thing oh yeah before you found the jegs catalog in your drawer the,
1: no this is like the what's the super small like a 4.7 liter 4.6 or something 4.8 yeah 4.8 ls it's like a 4.8 ls stock cam except it sounds really hairy it doesn't sound like a stock cam LS. This, it sounds rowdy
0: the engine doesn't really sound like any other v8 it's, i don't know why it's
1: one of my favorite sounding engines like that's actually this sound of blubski is why i like the 560 sec so much because on top of being a cocaine mobile like i can totally <laughs> just make all the hot rod noises i want like i can just like aisle through my neighborhood playing hot for teacher like through my exhaust pipes But the thing is
0: with cis it sounds nothing the same because it's like I have video of it somewhere when I cut the exhaust off of the 126 donor and it's just like super smooth. There's no pop to it at all. Oh, it's man. just like a really you lazy... Don't that. It's, it sounds like a really hopped up flathead on its stock.
1: Very cool. But um, that's a, I like it the way it is. I like the fact that it shoots flames and it pops and crackles. It's great. And it doesn't do anything but very I efficiently. I
0: think it would be better with the BMW V8 and a manual...
1: Better and more good are two different things. <laughs> and we've talked about this several times. At length, yes. Almost all car publications <laughs> and, have. And your car is very good right now, and it would be better, but would be less good.
0: I make no qualms about it. If I could get somebody to make me a flywheel for that damn thing and an adapter plate, I have no issue with the 117. It's a great
1: engine. I'm sure Trig can do something. you got to have him help you.
0: I, I, every time somebody like even like lightly alludes to the fact that they might know somebody or they are the person I'm like, I have an engine, I have a transmission, I have a clutch kit.
1: Show up in front I of will house.
0: mail them anywhere in the country. This, is what, this is the you're have to need. Do.
1: This is how you get triggered to work. You show up at his house when he's there with the stuff and then you don't leave until he's begun work. Then you come back following day and make him continue to work on it.
0: That sounds like too much work. I don't want to do that. You're not
1: doing anything. You're working remotely from home (laughs) using his internet in his living room. And he's making that for you. And then when you're done with it, you give him a bag of money. And that's all you have to do. Well,
0: the thing is, I want 8 to 10 of these. Because I know that the setup cost is everything. And I know there's a lot of people out there with some really cool old Mercedes that hate automatics as much as I do.
1: I feel like you could probably if you let him have the rights to that he to, to to like the intellectual property rights of his design fine yeah he will probably make it and then just make a whole bunch of them
0: i'm pretty sure whoever does this will need a cnc mill though like he, i don't even know if he can do it with a port or anything he's, litera- he he's
1: literally a machinist by trade
0: okay great so yeah he has i've them. asked him before he said i don't know hmm. He's like oh Ask yeah him. if you can like I can make you the drawings. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's what I do for a living, like or did at the time. Like I can make the drawings, that's not a problem, I need somebody to make me the parts. Like I even have photos of the old AMG flywheel that they made back in the day for the two sixty five. It's very frustrating. Like, it's really annoying. And like there's <clears throat> there's a guy that did it like ten years ago and he took a an auto, cut the bell housing off with a bandsaw and he just made an aluminum plate. That's how it do. And then made a flywheel for it.
1: That's uh, exactly what I would do. I would make an adapter
0: plate, and I would use the cheaper, much better 530i manual V8 trans out of the mid Because it's a ZF, so they hold like a trillion horsepower, and they're in nickel.
1: But, I mean, like, as far as making an adapter plate goes, that shouldn't be too hard. No. Like, you don't even need a...
0: The starter ears are in the right spot on that trans. So, all you have to do, it would be, the flywheel's the kicker.
1: So, all right, well, the flywheel, yeah, that's the kicker. All you need to do is make a... A flywheel.
0: Somebody already makes an adapter plate for that engine for a CD009, but I inquired they don't make a flywheel for it.
1: Why? Explain if if to me that. One second. If you got a, a, a steel flywheel, could you cut the center section out of the flex plate and then just... I wonder if you can get like a flywheel blank for it.
0: You'd probably have to find a flywheel that's like the right diameter, but the problem... <laughs> Like, you, you need the starter ring gear to be right, which, not a problem, because it's a bolt-on piece on the automatic, so yeah, you can just bolt fine. it onto yeah. a flywheel you make. But, usually, like, the bolt circle would have to be so much smaller or so much bigger, where you could make a steel plate that fills in those half moons, and you redrill the old flywheel, too. I've been told that the Ford modular flywheel bolt pattern is almost identical to the 117 pattern. Try it. No, because none of the flywheels are the right size, so it doesn't matter. Like, oh, great, I bolted a flywheel onto it and I bolted a clutch on. Splines won't be right, no pilot bearing, hmm. starter's not going to engage. good point.
1: You can great start it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, that would fit well with that car, but.
1: That would be very unbrand for that car. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm thinking BMW V8. I, I, I would I would. I would say you have to you have to take them on seventeen to tough it out. Dude the this, this car's already been ruining your life for almost half of your life. It's not so, even my car. I know. Your brother's car's already been ruining your life for almost half of your life. Just complete it. Just finish it up.
0: I just want somebody to say, sure, Eric. No problem. <laughs> like, we do that kind of stuff money, all the time. Money
1: is not the problem.
0: No, everyone like they come back to me. They're like, even if they do that kind of thing, they're like it's gonna be expensive. I'm like
1: Okay. Cool. Is it going to
0: cost me more than eight thousand dollars to do eight of them?
1: My price point is eight thousand dollars. Like,
0: like I told him, like I will spend eight thousand dollars for eight of these.
1: Yeah. Like once you make one, then you're good. Like, that's fair. Like, it, would you would you spend ten thousand?
0: I think I'd rather have fewer units for the same amount of money. I don't know if I'd ever want to spend more than eight grand on it, but.
1: Well, I was just wondering, because hey, mm. I bet the thing is, all right, this is my thing. When you're trying to get people to do things, that extra digit does help a lot. Because if you say, I will pay $9,999 for this thing, that goes a lot less further than, I won't sp- give you $10,000 I will this. pay
0: 10000 Canadian dollars as of 2004 for this project.
1: Okay. I think you can probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think your best bet would be to just start bothering every machine shop you can think of.
0: And like KazTech Engineering over in St. Paul, like we know that guy really well. They yeah. do really high-end engineering products but like people are used to engineering around new issues they're not usually doing like i, I want to find a shop that just makes adapters like what the about it's um, huge
1: what about patients metal fab i wonder if they would be able to know somebody
0: they can barely weld a cage together i don't trust them to do machine work
1: fair. okay um yeah it's just uh, i imagine there's got to be a place in the world that does this
0: well yes but where and who
1: Yeah, I I had the same issue trying to get a 4x140 to 4x114 uh, wheel adapter for my Subaru.
0: Does that exist?
1: No. It should be pretty easy to make. Because you just taking a fucking round thing and just cut eight holes in it. Done.
0: Yeah. Fuck. I was going to say, if you had a mill in your garage, you could do that.
1: No, and I don't, and nobody would make one for me. I was irritated. I'm still irritated by it, and that's why I've quit worrying about the Subaru. So I just get irritated every time <laughs> I think about it. And so I put LS in it, so it just does dumb burnouts and tries to kill me.
0: Yeah. That's but what the I'll... thing is, with an LS, you can get an off-the-shelf manual solution.
1: So I chose that engine.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I chose the 117 because I have no idea.
1: You chose the M117 <clears throat> because you were in high school, you're still a German car elitist, and you thought that that was a good idea.
0: I'm like, oh, that's a big, cheap Mercedes V8. Let's shove it in this Why car. would I
1: not use this? It's
0: a great engine. I'm like, even at that point. technically more better. I looked down on people that did Chevy V8 swaps even back then.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, everybody does, but that's the thing. That's because, the only reason I look down on it is because it's lazy. It's very lazy. But, I understand.
0: It works really well. And most people are driving their cars and mine's broken. Yes,
1: and that's the thing, is, (laughs) although I look down upon it, I understand it's like when people...
0: You're not better than me just because your car runs.
1: Yeah, it's like when people don't swap in a Lycoming do over and cam inline 8. Like, I look down upon it, but I understand it.
0: <laughs> what about a replica of a Type 37 engine? Put that in, Blubbsky. I'm
1: That would be a perfect one. I bet you could actually probably get that for cheaper than $10,000. <laughs> probably. You should actually reach out to Perseing of America and see if they would do that for you. That'd be perfect for Bob C. This episode that would, of Oval Boris, sponsored by Persing. <laughs> Seriously, would that actually, it'd be cheaper than that flywheel would be, and it would make more power than the stock engine. You should actually do that. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out and to Persing on your tiny. behalf. All right, <laughs> like. Hi, my name is Eric Berger. I like to have I feel it, yeah. like a
0: parent that's reaching out to make a wish for the cancer ridden <laughs> child that is Blubsky.
1: <laughs> Please help me. I just want to put this, I want this, I want to swap this engine. In. Actually, they would probably be about that if you would actually do that. Probably. I they, mean,
0: I have the facilities. I can do it.
1: Yeah, you totally can. I mean, like in this kind of garage, sort of like, you know, they, they, would, they would see it's the garage and go. Garage, garage, mahal. Yeah, your garage would look at it and go, "Okay, he probably would actually do this." It's not like some dude with a Honda Civic. Show them the 117 that took
0: five thousand dollars to get set into that engine bay. Yes, uh, I will do it.
1: Yeah, like they they would totally be about that. No, like your only thing would be your one thing is I just need a flywheel that matches a CD 009. That's all I need, and then I don't even care (laughs) if it's a period
0: manual transmission. Fine.
1: I bet you could probably. All right, so if you're going trans, engine and transmission, you could probably get the. I think it's a three-speed non synchromesh gearbox out of the Type Thirty Five. Perfect. They would actually probably sell it to you. I bet it would probably cost a lot. A lot, but I would be shocked if that was over twenty-five thousand dollars all in.
0: I would not be into that.
1: But I mean, like, realistically, like I would be like that's like the very highest point that I would ever possibly think that we could ever possibly be.
0: It's got to be a different option that I'm not concerned. Oh, the only other thing I've thought of is an M one thirteen.
1: That's from the ninety six to yeah. 5 V eight. What about because it?
0: the crossfire manual transmission bolts right up to that?
1: You do that. That'd be a good engine. Is that a Mercedes that, engine? The only thing I would say is if you're doing, what about a V twelve? Can you fit a V twelve in there?
0: No, even the V eight doesn't fit. Fuck. <sighs> it, it really doesn't fit it just is in there.
1: <laughs> it just it doesn't work at all.
0: I remember when I picked up the car from Tim's when they did the headers they're like this I've really been at fit. this for 33 years and I've never built a set of headers anywhere near that tight. <laughs> I'm like all right. Perfect. <laughs> the headers cost more than the car did.
1: So that was from Tim's uh custom exhaust. Tim's custom exhaust before they were uh Bad. sold and bad yeah actually now there's a shop called the marvelous muffler man that's apparently really good i've heard of that so i'm gonna be taking the crescent of there
0: do it up for an exhaust but you know, the, the headers on blubski are <sighs> gorgeous they're like two and a quarter primary mild steel polished ceramic coat wise with like two and a half inch Perfect. collectors i don't know how they fit those in there
1: yeah i think uh you, i think you should go with the mercedes v8 the the later model v8 it's a lot cheaper why don't you just do that why would you not do that does that really like the 117, but you, you like to put a lot of effort into. it. See, now that you're trying to keep it all Mercedes, I'm not but upset. A 113
0: is way harder to make run. I'd have to build an all new custom EFI system again. Wouldn't which stop you before? I don't have to do with the BMW engine,
1: but it's also a BMW engine, not a Mercedes engine. Also, you're not in college anymore, so you have a lot more time. And I don't like have more time. You have a girlfriend. What do you have? Uh.
0: Of other cars that need my help
1: well yeah but you can stop working on those for a little bit to i work do on already other stop working on those <laughs> i would i would totally do the m113 you said the yep, m113 M113, and blubski just to keep a v8 and made by mercedes in it
0: i just don't want to deal with engine management or
1: or alternatively
0: i thought about an m111 the slk 230 compressor engine no inline though
1: yeah no, it's not a cool. V8. It's not a V8. This All right, if you're if you're not gonna do a V8, it has to be a inline four over three liters.
0: What about like a nine four four S two three liter inline? That would four?
1: work. Yes,
0: that would. Too bad nobody ever made a front mounted manual transmission in front of those. They're all transaxle cars.
1: Well, that's a bit shit, isn't it? Yes, it is. So never mind. Uh, you could get. I wonder if anybody Cummins makes four BT. I think. I wonder you. if anybody makes a replica of the Blitz and Benz engine.
0: I'm not doing anything that stupid. I'd rather sell the car.
1: Because the engine would stick out of the hood.
0: <sighs> All right, where were we at? <laughs> what, what's your
1: topic? What's this
0: empty topic?
1: Uh, that was the last thing I talked about. Now oh, we're back under okay. your right. topic. All right.
0: Oh, so I want to... Thank God. And the rest of the podcast listener group is probably. Thank you, Eric, for bringing us <laughs> away from this. Uh, last episode, we talked about, oh, what car should my mom buy? And yes. we briefly touched on the XE Sport Break. Yes. The XE and the XF Sport Break are getting discontinued at the end of this year, but there are still 20 of them left in dealer inventory in the United States.
1: That's exactly what your mom needs to buy right now. That'd be a perfect car for her.
0: I saw one of these on the road the other day. I'm like, what the hell is that? I didn't that? even it's know amazing. they made
1: that. I didn't know they made that. You
0: could get an XF and an XE Sport Break here.
1: With, with you can a, go buy what, right what, what engine's in it?
0: Well, the XE is a four-cylinder turbo, and the XF is a,
1: I think, a V6. I'd only be interested if oh, the number... Oh, 3-liter uh, V6 supercharged. that. One. I would do the V6 supercharged. Yeah, it but the XF cool.
0: Sportbrake's a big car. It's a 5-series.
1: Okay. It's your mother.
0: Oh, God. They're expensive. <clears throat> how much are they? Used. 40 grand still.
1: So, how much is your mom's car? Or how much was your mom's car? More than that. Okay. This is a perfect car for your mother.
0: Nah, not perfect, but like these, these look so good.
1: I think this would be a great <clears throat> car for your mother.
0: Well, the web browser's is too shit, so I can't actually look at one that's so for
1: sale. Th- this, is, this is the thing: is that you, you're always going to have upcoming electric cars. She gets an electric car. That electric car, by the time she's done with it, is going to be worse than whatever it was replaced by. With this petrol-powered car, you're getting the last of a dying breed. You have a chance to get something great.
0: But it isn't that, better than her car.
1: But it's also not going to be replaced by something that's objectively better by the time it's done being produced. Whereas right. if your mother there's gets There's nothing
0: al- wrong with her current car, and I'm saying that this isn't better than her diesel M Sport wagon.
1: Well, I think that you are right.
0: It's a great car. I think people should go out and buy these because they're gorgeous.
1: They and there, quite you will good. never
0: see another one. <laughs> you just <laughs> <Quite> won't. Could <good. laughs> you, you want to talk about R sixty three AMG rarity? You talk about XF sport brakes.
1: It's not a R five hundred today. I'm here. I was very excited. Oh yeah, a non the, AMG V eight.
0: The later facelift R class
1: is actually like, really. Good. I really just like the R class. <laughs> so Donut Media actually did a um, <clears throat> a video on like the best minivans, and I was very excited that they mentioned the R class on that list because that is one of the best minivans of all time
0: it is i don't know if i'd really qualify it as a minivan
1: it, it, it is technically a minivan that's how it was sold as We're it saying, does
0: have the best third row seat arrangement and space of any low roof
1: yeah wagon
0: type vehicle
1: yeah it's i mean it, it, it's effectively a minivan yeah. like if you put that next to a first generation honda odyssey yeah. and then you put that next to a Mercedes E-class wagon. No sliding it's, doors
0: means no minivan to me.
1: But the first generation Odyssey, that is objectively a minivan. It did not have sliding doors. I think sliding I doors... I would call it a wagon. I would call it a minivan. But this <coughs> is the thing. is Although it's a minivan without sliding doors... That's it, a minivan. Yes, it is. It does have sliding doors. It does. But sliding doors are not a prerequisite. I think they are. Well, would you call a barn door uh, type 2 not a van? Because it's got barn doors on the sides instead of a sliding door. A what now? A Volkswagen Type 2.
0: Is that like a hippie bus?
1: Yeah. The early ones had barn doors. It's not a
0: minivan. It is a van. You could classify the R class as a van. I'll call it a van then. It's a van.
1: So anyway, it was was, was on the best list of best minivans, and I'm very happy that it exists on that list. The R is great. More people need to understand just how great the V8Rs are. The six-cylinders, a bit shit. The, but, yeah, the first couple
0: of years, yeah, I'm really glad terrible. in hindsight we didn't get one of those because yeah, those uh, balance shaft things were not,
1: pretty, pretty not, awful. not good. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing is, the V8s don't have that issue. And the V8s are just tremendous. And all they have is just all the other you know, 15-year-olds. Old cause it, problems.
0: Yeah. It's because it had an M113, and it was announced in 2006 when that engine basically was dead. Yes. Same but, thing with the first-year W164ML. They sold a 500.
1: Also, so... One of the car, one of the weirdo cars I wrote for Brand Trailer is actually an ML V6, but super clean, like fifteen thousand miles on it. What year? 2003.
0: Oh, so a 163. Yeah.
1: Oh, ML 350. Yeah, ML okay. 350, and it was one of those cars where nobody knew what it was gonna do. They couldn't. They put it on no reserve, and it did like surprisingly well. The guys like, I'm so excited to have the world's cleanest dealer driver.
0: And like those were, <laughs> those were kind of the sweet spot because they were a
1: 3.7
0: liter V6 for some godforsaken reason. So you got like 320 fuel economy, but like almost 430 punch.
1: Mercedes displacement bothers me because they call a car yes. a 3.6, but it's 3, it's three thousand six hundred and fifty-one CCs. Yeah, that's a large car transport with terrible wheels. Yes,
0: on it. Uh, but they had like the S the S six hundred with the five point eight V twelve, and then they went to a five point five like, twin turbo. But then turbo. you then
1: you actually look at what the actual displacement is; it should be rounded up.
0: It should be, but
1: it wasn't even close. It's just yeah, it's really weird. Like Mercedes, just they you're like people are saying like oh yeah, Mercedes is just like. Their numbers mean nothing now. They've always meant nothing. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. Like, this isn't new with the turbo engines. Like,
1: this engine would not be yeah. eligible in a motorsports class that ends, that has a maximum displacement of, like, 5.3
0: liters. Like, heritage for Mercedes is rounding up a tenth of a liter. Yeah. That, they do that all the time. Yeah. The 560 literate. is a 5.5. The 6.2,
1: Well, they, ra- they 6. round 3. down as well. Oh, they, they just round randomly. That's the thing. Because most people round up. Because yeah. it makes sense. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Like a D sixteen is actually one thousand five hundred and six CCs or something. Oh God! But that's the thing is for motorsports and for like tax purposes, you have to round up. Mercedes is the only brand that rounds down. It's so annoying. So like when I'm like looking at the displacement of a car, like if I'm like writing a, a listing for like you're right. Yeah. Like yeah, if if I go four
0: hundred and fifty is a four point seven. Yeah. The ML350 is a 3.7. They, they, they,
1: they round down. Oh. And even, like, with CC, so it's, like, on the M117, that's a 5.5 5 liter. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's actually a 5.6. It's closer to point By motorsports and tax standards, it's a
0: 5.6. Why would they do that?
1: I have no idea. And Why it's wouldn't so, they just
0: make it 5,499 CC? It
1: is so irritating because, like, my first, like,
0: did they just design the engine in clay and they're like, it's perfect? Yeah. How much. many cc is it? That's about five and a half meters.
1: Yeah, is that much. And that's the thing is like, so my first like, month at bringing Trailer, I kept getting, I like, always like, see my, my reports from my editor, like the mm-hmm. edits they made, so I can review them and change my, my life. And um, they were, <laughs> and every single one on Mercedes is always, I always said the displacement wrong. So I'm like, I'm sorry, I round up like every other car on earth except for Mercedes so
0: the, that's such an automotive thing is like this fact excluding yeah. this outlier <laughs> Seriously. and that's always existing it's
1: always existing and the outlier is like <sighs> always like one of three companies it's always going to be bentley mercedes or toyota those are the three companies that do an outlier because <sighs> Toyota's the only one that calls their type 87 relays different names Mercedes does the stupid thing, and then Bentley does everything Imperial, like a like a masochist.
0: Yeah, and it's like They're displacement only Imperial leaders.
1: Yeah, like, Imperial leaders. They don't do gallons; they'll do a four and a half liter. I'm like, what? The, what is a four and a half liter? Yeah, but it's a four point five.
0: Four and a half Imperial liters is like five
1: liters. I know.
0: <laughs> i'm just like n- what but no
1: <laughs> that's not and then like oh it gets really weird when you have a lexus because you'll have some it's a type 87 bosch relay which is a normal relay but a lexus will call it like a type 96 or something it'll be a different relay even though a bosch one will fit in perfectly because that just sounds like it's going to
0: result in car fires
1: well, luckily, it only there's only one relay I'll plug in there because the relay like pins are in different locations, and it's literally good. It comes, it goes back to some like weird like knockdown kit, like some relay company was making in Japan in the '60s. But it, yeah, weird things like that. So, I don't like it. There's always an outlier. I yes, think it, I think that should be our bombshell that we end on. This is always an outlier. It's always irritating. <laughs> or are always mad. Make sure you stay ever vigilant of the (laughs) or-similar. the or-similar. I got or-similared into a four and a half liter.
0: (laughs) I got (laughs) or-similared into a Toyota relay. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week.